to the Jim Davis Show of E-Team Edition. Buckeye and Baked Goods with you here on a Monday. Broncos falling in Detroit on Saturday night, 42-17. Oh, by the way, the Abs and Nuggets lost that night as well. And somehow the Rockies also managed. You know how they lost? They lost because Shohei Otani is now in their division. That's true. You know how they also lost because... Another team snaked them for the number one. A team with 17 more wins snaked them for the number one pick in the Major League Baseball draft. You know who that team is? Nope. The Cleveland Guardians. There it is. Town of number one overall draft picks. Tim Couch. LeBron James. One of those is not like the other one. Tim Couch actually stayed in town. No, I'm just kidding. But the city of number one overall draft picks has got another one, baby. Hey, now. Yeah. Canton is the town of busts. So is Cleveland. Different kind of busts. Although, to be perfectly honest, their last number one overall draft pick still doing pretty, pretty good. He's got his team... In line for a playoff berth. Who's that, might you ask, with all intrigue and wonder? Wonder of a baby. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit. We'll go, we'll do the playoff pictures as I usually do to fill time on a Monday because, well, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's the Monday right before Christmas. It's the Monday before Christmas. Also, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. We're 15 weeks into this whole thing with three games left. And you would think it's time now to kind of start getting into playoff mode. You would think. Yep. Only 14 get in of the 32 in the National Football League. All right. I was trying to put this off for Broncos fans because I have a lot of people I consider people I know that are Broncos fans. I also have some friends that are Broncos fans. Allegedly. Allegedly, they are Broncos fans. They're also allegedly friends. But I was trying to put this off as long as possible. But it's time to go through the highlights as we go. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Goff in the shotgun. Lines threatening. Play fake. Goff throws the ball that is to a wide open receiver caught inside the 15, inside the 10, inside the 5 to the goal line and that is a touchdown for the rookie tight end Sam Laporta. Josie Jewell missed and Pat Sertan missed as well. And so the Lions on the 19-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff to Sam Laporta strike first with 12.31 left in the first half. It's now Detroit 6, Denver nothing. Heard a lot of that. Oh, sorry. That's not the wrong. That's not the right one. Heard a lot of that on Saturday. The wide-open receiver. Yeah. Also, not just Sam Laporta. Jameer, the rookies for the Lions really took it to the Broncos. Goff in the shotgun since three receivers wide right, single receiver left, takes a snap, looks left, throws a ball that is caught into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit. And that is the rookie. Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield in between P.J. Locke and Alex Singleton. And the Lions' second touchdown of this first half comes with 8.15 remaining and increases the Detroit lead to 13-0. Matchup light nightmare is Jameer Gibbs if you have to put Alex Singleton on him. Not great. That, 
it doesn't it doesn't turn out very well but hey the broncos also found the end zone a couple times wilson lifts the knee fakes to p ryan throws a ball to the back of the end zone that ball it is a touchdown a touchdown to little jordan humphrey he went high for it came down no signal immediately and then the official lifted his arms. It is a touchdown for the Broncos. And Melifonwu, who's been very active tonight, beaten on the play. Lil Jordan Humphrey with the touchdown catch of three yards. And the Broncos' first score with 10.34 left in the third quarter. Now, I ponder these questions. Okay. Was the pass high because it's Lil Jordan Humphrey? <coughs> was Would the pass have been high if it was just Jordan Humphrey? <laughs> you know... These are questions I ask myself when I'm sitting there watching the game or listening to the game. Legitimately, like, is it high because his name's Lil Jordan? If he was regular-sized Jordan, like regular-sized Rudy in Bob's Burgers, would that have been just a passing touchdown? These are questions I ask myself. Russell Wilson, who threw that one, also got into the end zone himself. Wilson under center, quarterback sneak, and he goes off right guard, and they're saying he's got a Denver touchdown. So with 6.28 left in the fourth, that cuts the lead to 35-16. And it was 42-17, the final. Sam Laporta, three touchdowns for the Lions. Jameer Gibbs got in twice, and the Broncos fall to 7-7. Seven and seven. The Lions improve to 10-4. and four. We, we talked about it right at the jump. It wasn't like the Lions passing yards a little little lopsided not a lot a little a little bit 263 to 204 sacks two each um yeah sorry passing yards rather 278 to 223 not taking into account sack yardage broncos turned the ball over once they had the one fumble penalties four for 40 for the broncos two for 54 for the lions both teams converted five times on third down broncos were perfect two for two on fourth down the lions one for one 28-42, time of possession for the Broncos, 31-18 for the Lions. On paper, fairly even. Fairly even. Until you get to things like scoring. <laughs> scoring. And and rushing. Detroit, 29 first downs to the Broncos, 20. But each team had 28 carries. Each team had one rushing touchdown. The Lions, 185 yards. The Broncos, 83 yards. That's not good. No, there's your difference. There's the your inability to stop the run is what killed the Broncos on Saturday. Can't say nothing else, but that's the main factor. And it was huge. And there was also something to be said, right? So Detroit was having issues as of late turning the ball over mm -hmm. offensively. They yeah. were having, you know, Goff was starting to throw more interceptions than he had. Goff was very end of his Rams career, Jared Goff. And... I thought if Denver was going to attempt to win yesterday, uh, Saturday, that that was one of the keys to the game. That was one of the formulas mm -hmm. that they had to take advantage of turnovers, that they had to force Jared Goff to turn the ball over, that they had to capitalize on turnovers. Denver's defense didn't force a turnover. Jared Goff had five touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah. The, the Lions have had 20 turnovers the entire season. That's not their plus or minus. That's just how many giveaways they've had. Total. Total. 
since the bye week, which was the first week in November, they've had 10. So they had 10 in the first eight games and 10 in the last six. Take that back. 10 across four games of the last six or the last five. Four against Chicago, they still won. Three against the Packers on Thanksgiving, they lost. Three against the Bears in Chicago, and they lost. It is an old adage because it is an old adage. You lose a turnover battle, you're probably going to lose the game. Now, let's say that to say this. If the Broncos don't fumble, because that was... It was fairly early, right? First drive, I think it was. So I'd have to double check, but... Yep, all right. So I got the drives. Lions, five plays, punt. Broncos, four plays, fumble. Lions, punt. Okay, so to me, that's now a wash. Yeah. If you fumble it and they you force them to go three and out, that fumble had no bearing on the game at that point. Practically speaking, so yeah, no. So you, you're minus one in, in turnovers, but that fumble came with 11 and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. And your offense didn't really do anything since. <laughs> no, your offense didn't do anything the rest of the half. You had three, nine, 12, 19, 20 plays and four punts. You had 20 plays. You had... 53, 54 yards and four punts after that fumble. That, the drive, the first drive was the best drive of the first half. Yeah. Four plays, 41 yards, and you fumbled it. Yeah, you know what? You fumbled it. That sucks. You gave it right back to the, the, the Lions. Russell Wilson gets credited with another line. Oh, so see, Russ can't take care of the football, but it's a wash. It happened so early in the Broncos' force. Not one, but two consecutive punts after that. Just the inability to stop them from that fourth drive on. So the defense had some problems. Yep. But it wasn't because, oh, man, look. The offense just completely put them in bad spots. You know how many times the Lions started with the ball in Denver territory? Twice. Once after the fumble, they lost two yards and punted. And the last drive of the game they had, they started at the Broncos 44 and punted. Or rather, scored a touchdown. But that was kind of, for all practical purposes, that was basically garbage time. No, yeah, the game was over, but they got a nice kick return. And then they punched it in after a 44-yard drive. So, you know, or they didn't get a nice kick return, I guess. But it was the onside's kick that they were not able to recover. So, the fumble, which was a punt, and an onside kick late in the game were your desperation. So, you can't really go like, well, the defense or the offense put him in a bad spot. Yeah, the offense put him in a bad spot by not scoring until late or until start the third quarter. But how many times we talk, Broncos, terrible out of the half. They scored, went right down the field and scored. 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. And then they got another. They just could not stop them defensively. The defense wears this one for me. I agree. Here are your five scoring drives, non-onside kick variety. 80, 61, 81, 75, 75. 
I mean, yeah, the offense could score more points, but the Broncos defense cost them this game. You can get your thoughts in 970-242-1340, the Chick-fil-A breakfast team text line, or the team phone line. You can call one or the other. I already played the sounder, so we're going to bypass the sounder, but it is time to go game to game. Yeah, hit the bells. Around the NFL. I love it. It is time to go around the NFL, and we start Saturday morning on the shores of the Ohio River. Jake Browning, 29 of 42, 324, two touchdowns. Case, or not Case Keenum, Nick Mullins. He was, it was an adventure. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. When you have both the television and the radio analysts going, I don't know what he's doing out there. Right. But you also go 26 of 33, 303, two touchdowns. Your quarterback rating was 99.9. Nick Mullins almost came away with a win. Ty Chandler had a nice game on the ground, 23 for 132 and a touchdown. Jordan Anderson had a couple touchdowns. But what about T. Higgins' second touchdown? The game tire in the fourth quarter, part of a 21.4 for the Bengals. Jump stop catch coming back towards the ball spin and swipe t higgins his body was in the end zone but not anytime after he caught the ball right (laughs) he swung around and his hand goes over the pylon touchdown what an incredible awareness play by t higgins jake browning 29 of 42 324 two touchdowns the bengals Right in the thick of things at eight and six, Vikings fall to seven and seven. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis from Saturday. You know things are bad when Mason Rudolph oh, has to come in. Felt bad for America. Mitch Trubisky finished the game 16 of 23, 169 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uncle Rico himself, Gardner Minshew, the yeah. second, junior, the third. Uh, 18 of 28, 215, three touchdowns. Colts with a 30 to 13 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. As of right now, if the playoffs were to start today, Indianapolis is in mm-hmm. at the seventh seed after that win over Pittsburgh. It's crazy to think. It's crazy to think that the, the Colts will be in with Anthony Richardson out for the majority of the season but yeah that is as you mentioned uncle rico with he plays like what are you gonna do bench me we're a person right (laughs) exactly so there is that it was it was pretty fun to watch i'm a big garner Minshew fan me too all right we go from one end of ohio to the other the cleveland browns your brownies orange clad cb to another orange-clad CB, taking on a orange-accented CB. I'm a nerd that finds those things entertaining. Uh, the Browns, somehow, some way, thanks to Joe Flacco, beat the Chicago Bears 20-17, to thanks to a dropped Hail Mary. Now, you know what? I see a lot of this. I see Darnell Mooney dropped a Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah, he did, but also... 
He's laying on the ground in the end zone. It's right. cold, it's wet, it's windy, and the ball falls to him with a, oh, my God. And it just, it popped up. It happens. Darnell Mooney did not lose this game for the Bears. Their defense not able to stop 100-year-old Joe Flacco. 28 of 44, 374, two touchdowns, two spine ripping out of my back interceptions and one regular interception. Three interceptions of what the hell are you doing? Joe Flacco, bring in the kid. And then you see Dorian Thompson Robinson. You're like, mm, yeah, Joe, get back out there. Browns still can't run the ball, 18 to 29. They have lost not one, not two, not two, but three offensive tackles. You can only start two, by the way. They had one starting offensive lineman in the game at the end of the game. And uh, the Browns IR team might be able to beat the actual Cleveland Browns right now. <laughs> if you matched them <laughs> yeah. up head to head. It could very well be. Nick Chubb, Watson, four offensive linemen, a couple defensive players. It's a pretty good team on the Oof. IR there. The Browns are nine and five. Still two games back in the AFC North. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Tampa Bay at Green Bay, a battle of the Bays. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a very impressive showing at Lambeau. Third and four, and that pass is caught by Moore. First down and Moore. David Moore exploding to the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. (laughs) Did he get in? Do you think he got in? I think so. Okay. CBS with the clip. He almost got that Leon Leddit. It was there. it he was almost, close. Yeah. It was very close to being Leon Leonard, but David Moore got in. Uh, so says the uh, announcer there, CBS. Tampa Bay 34-20 victory over the Green Bay Packers. Baker Mayfield, the first road quarterback to finish with a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field for Baker Mayfield. Takes that, Michael Vick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Buccaneers right now, your fourth seed in the NFC with the win. Packers, they are 11th in the NFC on the cusp of elimination in the NFC playoffs. That's, That's still my quarterback if I had a say in the matter. Baker Mayfield Jr., the third. Yeah. Man alive. He is... It's... It's not like, always good, but it's always entertaining. <laughs> you know what? I, I can agree with that. But 24 touchdowns, eight picks for Baker in 14 starts. He's 7-7. Seven and seven. They're not out of it. We'll have the full playoff picture coming up in just a little bit. This game aesthetically looked great from one side. But Will Levi's, Will Levis, meh, not, not fantastic. 17 to 26, 199 through an interception. Case Keenum, 23 of 36, 229, a touchdown and interception. Devin Singletary, 26 carries, 121 yards. Noah Brown got into the end zone, eight catches, 82 yards for the Ohio State University Buckeye. That's always a uh, theme here when we do around the NFL. Derrick Henry uh, looking for the escape hatch. 16 carries, Help. 9 Help. Get him out. yards. Get him out. Woof. Man alive. And uh, that game got real saucy right at the end. 
is it uh, went into overtime and it looked like you were going to get the win by the Titans, but they had a penalty. I think it brought back a touchdown and then Will, Le- Will Levis got hurt. And so the Titans fall in overtime to the Texans, 19 to 16. New York Jets, Miami Dolphins. Woof. There was a Trevor Simeon sighting yesterday for the Jets. Zach Mm -hmm. Wilson in concussion protocol. Uh, Trevor Simeon did not help. Miami smoked the Jets. Tua Tungavailoa. This this is crazy. 21 for 24. Three incompletions. By the way, no Tyreek Hill in this game. 224 yards passing a touchdown for Tua as the Miami Dolphins get the win. 30 to zip. Yeah, you had some dopes out there that are like, oh, Offensive Player of the Week in the AFC. No Tyreek Hill on the other side. You know, maybe the Jets have a chance. And I was one of them. So. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Zach Wilson, 4 of 11 for 26 yards. Trevor Simeon, 14 for 26, 110 and two interceptions as the Jets officially eliminated from I'm a the playoffs. Man. By the way, there was a Mike White sighting too. Oh. Two for two for four yards for, for Mike White of the Dolphins. Man alive. Former Jet. Remember those days? The salad days for the Jets. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they'll break out Patriot Pat on the road <laughs> at Denver. But the New England Patriots need something. Bailey Zappi, 23 31, 180, a touchdown and an interception, 52 rushing yards. As a team, and the Kansas City Chiefs, they didn't by any stretch get right no. against the uh, against the Patriots, but they won nonetheless. 27-17 winners. Rasheed Rice, nine catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with a touchdown. Jarek McKinnon with a touchdown. Back at the scene of the crime for probably the most famous Eras tour, tour stop in the rain at Foxborough. Taylor Swift, who got Al Michaels fired from the playoffs on NBC. Allegedly. Watches Travis Kelsey go five catches, 28 yards. No touchdowns. Almost had a touchdown twice. Almost had a touchdown twice. But the man's tired trying to keep up with Tay and the Swifties. Man's a little exhausted. He's got those weak legs. Kansas City does beat the Chiefs, however, 27 to 17. I'll have the Al Michaels thing in uh, four down territory coming up. Uh, the Kadarius Tony bobbling, leading to an interception that led to Patrick Mahomes once again, absolutely just beside himself over Kadarius Tony. That was kind of cathartic. I'm not going to lie. Over under Kadarius Tony, one half of a trash can stuffing into by Patrick Mahomes by the end of the season. Uh, over, I'm going to go over. Over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, over and not particularly close. All right, Giants, Jet, or uh, sorry, Giants, Saints. Look at how they massacred my boy Tommy DeVito, taken out because of concussion protocol. Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor Tyrod. checking in late. Saints, meanwhile, Derek Carr, twenty-three of twenty-eight passing, two hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns, including this one to the ageless wonder Jimmy Graham. Jamal Williams in the backfield. Car and zone touchdown, Jimmy Graham, three games in a row. 
Jimmy Graham, Saints legend. That's uh, that clip courtesy of Fox. Saints with the 24-6 win. If the playoffs started today, they would be on the outside looking in, but barely as the Saints are the eighth seed. The uh, Giants not quite eliminated from the playoffs, but pretty, pretty, pretty close. As uh, New Orleans 7-7, seven and seven, Giants 5-9. and nine. DeVito again leaving the game. Uh, he finished 20 of 34, 177 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks. Taylor 2 of 4 for 13 yards. Uh, also no touchdowns and no picks. Last week I gave you the dog game. Minnesota and the Raiders. This well, week? This week, somehow, I ended up with the dog game. Carolina and Hotlanta. Hot. Hot garbage. Yeah. This game sucked. Out loud. Carolina won 9-7. Somehow. Bryce Young, Desmond Ritter combined for three. Combined. Combined. 30 of 44 for 319 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Ritter had both of those. But I will say, out of the two players, there are times where Bryce Young, you can kind of see it a little bit. Desmond Ritter, there are times you're like, dude, probably need to, need to watch a little bit more film than Johnny Manziel there at times. No Just offense. a little bit. No offense. <laughs> but not, not good. Hey, you know what, though? Sometimes he's an NFL quarterback and I'm not. Sometimes you need the moral victory. That's true. Uh, Washington Commanders at LA Rams, a game that had absolutely no right to be as entertaining as it did. Hashtag fact. That is 100% accurate. (laughs) Matthew Stafford with a pretty solid game overall. Two to Hudson. Hudson's had a big day for the Commanders. Stafford going to the end zone after Robinson. He's got him. CBS with that clip. Sam Howell benched. In favor of Jacoby Brissett, who I totally forgot was on the Commanders. I had no idea he was on the Commanders. Uh, It almost worked for them, by the way, because they mounted a comeback to get within eight points. Not enough, though. Rams 28-20 and are right now the last seed playoff team in the NFC. Commanders officially eliminated numbers for Matthew Stafford. 25 of 33 with two touchdowns. 258 yards, no interceptions. Kyron Williams, who? Uh, Rams running back, 27 carries, 152 yards, and a touchdown for him. Big day for Cooper Cup. Eight catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown, which bode well for my already eliminated fantasy football playoff team, but that's oh, okay. Bummer. It's all good, though, so the Rams get the win. They are 7-7, seven and seven, and Commanders officially eliminated from the playoffs. That's unfortunate. Also officially eliminated, uh, earmuffs the kids for the next five seconds. You know you're getting your ass kicked when (laughs) Sam Darnold makes an appearance. I'm sorry, Arizona Cardinals fans. But Sam Darnold got in the human victory cigar that is Sam Darnold. Got in against the Cardinals. The Niners, Brock Purdy, 16-25, 242, four touchdowns, including two to Christian McCaffrey, the 41-yarder, he is still not being covered. Not at all. He legit fell down, face-planted, and was able to get back up and waltz into the end zone. Woof. 
George Kittle, two catches, 54 yards. Debo Samuel, he's pretty good. He got two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey also ran 18 times for 115 yards and a touchdown. Kyler Murray, 26 of 39, 211, one touchdown, two interceptions. And I still cannot unsee the mini football player edit NFL used to do two or three years ago. <laughs> yep. Where he's so little, but the football's regular size. I cannot unsee that watching the Cardinals now. 45 no. 29 winners. Cardinals fall to the 49ers, who are 11 and 3. And if my wife's listening, you probably should hear muffs the next game because it's Buffalo and Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, uh, the Cowboys found out that they were uh, or probably found out I don't know 100% sure on that but before they even kicked the game off Dallas was already clinched into a playoff spot yeah they played like they knew didn't they they played like they knew and they said all right we're cold it's Buffalo let's get let's just quickly get out of here fast as we can Buffalo with the win 31 to 10 this is the hey, uh, you want to you want to tackle James Cook at any point? Yeah, James Cook, uh, eleven or no, sorry, uh, twenty-five carries, one hundred seventy-nine yards, mm-hmm. one touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen had more rushing carries than he had completed passes in this game, which yeah. was stupid. Seven for fifteen passing for ninety-four yards. Did still get a touchdown uh, to James Cook. But he had eight carries for 24 yards and a rushing touchdown. Latavius Murray, five carries, 11 yards in the TD. James Cook, the uh, undisputed star of the game. Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 21 of 34, 134 yards and an interception as uh, the... You had a CeeDee Lamb rushing touchdown. Ooh, that was it from three yards out. Dallas falling uh, 31 to 10. 10 and 4 overall. Buffalo 8 and 6. And as it currently stands, they are on the outside looking in for a playoff, but not by much. They are the ninth seed right now Mm -hmm. uh, in a very, very tight AFC playoff race. You know, things aren't going well when you give up 31 points and you're still eight points away from hitting the over under. (laughs) Yep. That's things aren't going well. Sorry, Cowboys and Cowboys fans out there like my wife is one uh baltimore went down to jacksonville which is technically not georgia and beat the jaguars by a score of 23 to 7 lamar jackson 14 to 24 171 had a touchdown and an interception and he finished three yards shy of 100 yards rushing 12 carries 97 yards gus edwards 16 carries 58 yards Isaiah Likely got into the end zone. Uh, Five catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence in concussion protocol, but before that, 25 of 43, 264, excuse me, and a touchdown to go along with 41 yards. Rushing Jags are eight and six. Ravens are 11 and three. And that is around around the NFL, excuse me. I got the hiccup ups for some reason here. Right now, it is time for the number game. Oh, maybe. Hold on. Here, there we go. Take two. Let's play the number game on the Jim Davis Show. All right. For the number game, you must text in with the correct number, and the answer is always a number. Uh, So text in 970-242-1340. If you have won within the last two weeks or you are not over the age of 21, 
Please sit this one out. Otherwise, you will get a fine and delicious case of Coors Banquet banquet beer, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. So text in 970-242-1340. So this year, the NFL is going to play on Christmas. How many games has the NFL played on Christmas Day and how many of them have the Broncos played? So we're looking for two numbers. Ooh, NFL ooh, playing on Christmas this year once again. In its history, how many games has the NFL played on Christmas Day and how many of them have the Broncos been in? Do we want to range on the Christmas Day games number for the NFL? Uh, Under 40? Yeah. Okay. There's your range, pile. So there you can work in for the number game. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll give you a little bit of playoff picture for down territory. Mighty Mavs and Prep Stars still to come this hour. Good call, bad call, and more. It's the Jim Davis Show B-Team Edition on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back to the Jim Davis Show. Buckeye and Baked Goods with you here. A B-Team edition on your Monday. Jim is back tomorrow. It'll be usual suspects tomorrow. And then will be uh, fill-in work for you. Yep. Cake. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So before we go any farther into the hour, do we have a winner? Yes, we do. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Blake correctly answering 27 Christmas Day games for the NFL, four of them for the Denver Broncos. Nice. Who are two and two on Christmas Day. Hey, perfect. Couple lumps of coal, couple of nice new bicycles. There you go. Or a Nintendo or whatever you get kids for Christmas nowadays. Uh, all right, so we've teased it for about the last 98 minutes. <laughs> it is Somewhere around there. the playoff picture. Let's start with the National Football Conference. Your top seed right now, 11-3, and three, are the San Francisco 49ers. To play tonight is Philadelphia. They are the number two seed at 10-3. and three. Both of those teams have little letters by their name. Z for the clinched division for the 49ers, the only division winner already in the league, where the Eagles have already clinched a playoff berth. The Cowboys have as well. They are the 10, the five seed after their loss uh, to the Buffalo Bills. They're 10 and four. Lions are the three seed at 10 and four. They lead the NFC North. They can clinch that, I believe, coming up next week is that accurate i will double triple check okay because the vikings are seven and seven so they have a chance to clinch the division with the win or a vikings loss next week i believe that's how that works out tampa bay seven and seven they are the four seed because they lead just an atrocious division in the nfc south they do win the tiebreaker over new orleans Head-to-head winning percentage. New Orleans outside looking in because the Cowboys are the five seed at 10-4. and four. 
Vikings and Rams are both seven and seven. Vikings are your sixth seed based on winning percentage in conference games. They're six and three. The Rams are five and four. The Saints are four and five. So that's how your three, seven, and seven teams stack up because Vikings much better in the NFC than the Rams and the Saints by a game. So there's your six seed, your seven seed. Seattle, six and seven right now. They are on the outside looking in. They can help their cause with a win tonight, but that's going to be hard to do hosting Philadelphia. Uh, Atlanta is 10th. Green Bay is 11th. And they're both six and eight. And Giants and Bears are five and nine. They're pretty much toast. So uh, Detroit can clinch a playoff berth with a Seattle loss or tie tonight. Okay. So they're in with that. With For that. the division, it's next week. That sounds accurate. Okay. Yes. Perfect. That works. That's a plan that we'll go with. Now to the American Football Conference. The Baltimore Ravens are 11-3 and three after their win. They have clinched a playoff berth. They are the only team in the AFC to officially have a playoff spot set aside for them. They are the number one seed. Miami, they are the number two seed at 10 and four. Kansas City, nine and five is the three seed. Jacksonville is the four seed at eight and six. They win the tiebreaker over Indianapolis and Houston based on head-to-head winning percentage because those two teams are also eight and six in the AFC South. Now, my Cleveland Browns are the five seed because they're nine and five. They are one game worse in the AFC. Chiefs are seven and two. Browns are six and three. But the Chiefs do lead their division. So thanks for nothing, Broncos, with the inability to close the gap. And uh, the Browns are the five seed right now. Six seed is the Cincinnati Bengals. They are eight and six without Joe Burrow. Eight and six. They win the tiebreaker over Buffalo and Indianapolis thanks to a head-to-head sweep. The division tiebreaker was used to eliminate Houston because Indianapolis wins that tiebreaker based on head-to-head winning percentage. Houston, head-to-head winning percentage below the Texans, or the Texans are below Indianapolis. The Colts right now would be a playoff team at eight and six. Houston's eight and six. Buffalo is eight and six. But here's the thing for Buffalo. Okay. They did not beat Cincinnati. They are worse in the AFC than both Indianapolis and Houston. Oof. India six and four. Houston's five and four. Buffalo four and five in AFC games this year. Can get better because they play only AFC games the rest of the way. Chargers, Patriots, and Dolphins. So there's a chance, but right now they're on the outside looking in and they need a little bit of help because they are ninth. Steelers somehow still alive at seven and seven. So are the Broncos. Steelers ahead of the Broncos based again on the AFC winning percentage. Five and five, Broncos four and five. So loss to the Lions hurts, but it's not the death blow. It's not detrimental. Yeah. I yes, but it's not the one that is gonna be like uh, if it was an AFC team then the Broncos would be toast at 11th right now. But don't look now. It was, you went from, hey, we're a game behind the Chiefs for the AFC West lead to now being a game ahead of the Raiders for third place with Oakland or Vegas coming up at the end of the season. You also have another Chargers game in there. I don't think that's really going to be that much of a 
concern with no Brandon Staley or Easton Stick or no Justin Herbert rather. But uh, Vegas six and eight still not officially eliminated. No, neither are the Chargers at five and nine. The Titans and Jets at five and nine are, however, eliminated. And the Patriots suck. They are three and eleven. There you go. There is your playoff picture as we careen rapidly towards week 16 in the NFL season. Just three days away coming up on Thursday. It's time right now for a little four down territory. We're into four down territory on the Jim Davis show on the team. (laughs) All right. First down. The Internet remains undefeated. (laughs) Yes, it does. You had the Los Angeles Chargers get blown out by the Raiders 63-21. to And before the game was even over, the Los Angeles Chargers subreddit mm-hmm. was changed. They switched focus. They switched allegiance, if you will, from the Los Angeles Chargers to phone chargers or dodge chargers <laughs> any charger not related to the los angeles the page's intro read welcome to our chargers the subreddit dedicated to phone chargers phone charger accessories and nothing else and nothing else fantastic oh that's awesome just completely added to <laughs> they, the they misery drew, they drew sad eyes on an iphone charger over the port like this is why we can't have nice things oh god oh man (sighs) under a photo of a dodge charger one fan put it's a great vehicle you can even catch footballs unlike quentin johnson ouch dang the internet stays undefeated now this is where the internet also can be winless al michaels is not going to be a part of nbc's playoff coverage well rio buckeye he works for Prime, not NBC, any longer. So why is this a news story? Pray well, tell. Because he was a part of their coverage last year. And people believe he's been removed for insulting Mrs. NFL herself, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, who, as you may have heard, is dating Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. What? And has been to a handful of Chiefs games this year. Very under the radar. Nobody's even noticed a couple times. Uh, Um, This is news to me. mm -hmm. So when the Broncos played the Chiefs way back on Thursday Night Football in October, Al Michaels was chatted up by SI's Jimmy Traina and was talking about Taylor Swift coverage. What we're going to do tonight, everything in moderation. Our crew talked about it this morning. You can't make a sideshow the show. The vast majority of the audience are tuning in to watch a football game. There are people, I don't know how many, could be a sizable number, but it is certainly not a majority that if you train the camera on her all night long, they'd be satisfied with that. That's not what we're going to do. Now, there are people who believe that because calling Taylor Swift a sideshow, NBC has taken the Swifty side over do you believe in miracles yes yes al michael's side obviously that's ridiculous and dumb it's totally ridiculous because the relationship between nbc and um, al michaels has been strained but there are people that believe in that conspiracy theory and for that i ridiculous that's really dumb yes third and fourth down 
Yesterday saw multiple former Broncos QBs get some playing time. Trevor Simeon with the Jets. Case Keenum with the Texans. Joe Flacco with the Browns. Oh, Joe Flacco. And if tonight things shape up like I think they will, we'll go four for four. The savior. Drew Locke. Yeah. For the Seahawks tonight if Geno Smith is unavailable. Bring him back. No, don't. Bring don't, him don't, back. Don't, don't. Bring He's him kidding. back. Shut up. Bring him Shut back. Up. Shut up. Bring him back. Shut up. Anyway, um, fourth down. Drewy. Drewy. Who, okay, fourth down. Who finishes with a worse record, the Carolina Panthers or the New England Patriots? Ooh. Oh, you're dropping heavy questions on me this morning. Let's, let's go see... The rest of these said you here. All right, Carolina, they're 2-12. and 12. So far, a game better than the Patriots with an interim head coach. They have home to the Packers, at the Jags, home to the Bucks, which could be a division championship clincher. Patriots at the Broncos, at the Bills, home to the Jets. I'm going to say Patriots. Patriots have a worse record. No, no, sorry. I'm going to say Panthers. Panthers have a worse record. Panthers because they have a head start. They're a game worse already. But I think that they have a very good chance to lose the next three games. The Patriots would not would not surprise me if they lose the next three. But if the Panthers do, it's a moot point. Also would not surprise me if the Patriots somehow win the next three. Right. And completely screw the franchise out of a top five pick. See you, Bill. Bill Belichick. See you, Bill. Figures out a way and then see you. Bye bye. So that's my answer to that question. We'll take a break and come back with more Jim Davis show, including Mighty Mavs, Prep Stars, Good Call, Bad Call. Some of that may be pushed to the nine o'clock hour. Also, a fantastic conversation you guys had with the Altitude TV voice of the Nuggets, Chris Marlowe, on Friday. We'll bring that back for you next hour as well. It's a B Team edition of the Jim Davis show on the Team Sports Network. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crash and plenty of it. The team. Welcome back to the Jim Davis Show. Buckeye and Baked Goods with you here as we roll through your Monday morning, a B-team edition. And it is time for Prep Stars. It's time to let the stars shine. It's Prep Stars on the Jim Davis Show. All right, my female prep star, Addie Ayer, 16 points in the win over Palisades Saturday for the Fruita Monument girls basketball team. And on the boys' side, a Warrior Classic champion beating a two-time Utah State champion, Central's Elijah Her- Eli- yeah, Elijah, right? Elijah Hernandez. Uh, my girl prep star, Harley Prater, D51 Phoenix Girls Wrestling with a second-place finish Woo! in Utah. Field of 66 teams. She took mm-hmm. second in the 125 class as a freshman. Boy prep star, Frutas Austin Reed in the hoops, scoring 16 to lead the Wildcats in their win against GJ in the Palisade Winter Classic. And now it is time for Mighty Mavs. The best of CMU sports. It's Mighty Mavs on the Jim Davis Show. My Mighty Mav, I'm going back to the mats. Isabeau Shellac. Shellac. 
in Vegas. She got three wins. Uh, she actually had a total of five, I think, but you had a couple of forfeits. But she beat three actual people as the Mavericks went four and two in six duels for the ladies' wrestling team. Female Mighty Mav for me. I'm going Olivia Reed. Despite the loss, 24 points, 16 boards against Adams on Friday. Male Mighty Mav, Ben Sampson, setting a 2024 U.S. Olympic trials qualifying time in the 200 meter at UNLV. Yeah, my uh, male Mighty Mav, I accidentally forgot to mention. Owen Coons, 18-5-3 in the win at Adams. Hour three coming up, a B-team edition of the Jim Davis Show on the